Hello and welcome to Ono Lit Class Study Break, your 15 or so minutes of sexy bonus lit. I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And I'm Best Day. I mean, they've heard you enough times, they know you're also Jared. Or I'm Best Jay. <laughs> and uh, this is a very special bonus minisode because we are recording from your home in From your closet in your home in Don't dox them. You might as well give away my social security number. It's a state. Now they know who I am. Fine. We're recording live from your closet. In Wyoming. Live from New (laughs) New York. York. In none of those places. And yet all of them. What if we come to your place to talk about? Today you are in my place of no specific location because I am going to discuss Japanese adaptations of Western literature into video games. Which is extremely niche, but uh, you're, you're a niche boy. And I'll get even nicher before the episode's done. <laughs> you're a niche young man. I'm Frederick Nietzsche. <laughs> Are you Frederick Nietzsche on your haters? <laughs> I'm Frederick I'm Nietzsche out of the bullshit. You know how it is. Right. None of it means anything, and God is dead. I got that ubermensch money. <laughs> um, all right, so what do you want to start us off with? Jurassic Park. See, now it was a book, then it was a movie, and then it was a bunch of bad video games. It was a bunch of bad video games, mostly a Dave and Buster's. Jurassic Park Trespasser, though, is a good it's a first-person adventure shooter hybrid where you run around listening to audio tapes of, of Hammond talking and shooting dinosaurs. I see. You're a chick, and you look at a tattoo on your boob to manage your health. There's no <laughs> health meter. Me. It's not a joke. Oh, no. But one of gaming's first strong female protagonists. She gets no help from men. It's all like a solo adventure. Okay. Uh, I think that's Metroid. <laughs> one of Let's say this was the late 90s. Yeah, Metroid's one. Cause Zelda. Well, no, Zelda's not in any of like, the early... Zelda's not this late! You're still going to the Zelda's Zelda! Zelda's there. The first one I'm going to talk about is uh, a real interesting one that I thought about and I had wanted to add to our old Lovecraft episode. It's a Japanese RPG slash dungeon crawler. Kind of like a weird forerunner uh, Resident Evil style kind of game called Laplace Noma or Laplace's Demon, named after the famous thought experiment that I think is just about determinism, but it's really confusing because it was written in the 1600s or something. Ah. But it's a famous scientific thought experiment, and I guess it has to do with a haunted house or something. <laughs> Not sure. I haven't beaten the game yet, so like I don't know if, if there's a tie-in at the end. But uh, So yeah, it was heavily inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. It is a, uh, a JRPG dungeon crawler, right? So uh, what, what year is it from? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's you a Google. What? Yeah, it's a Google. So Laplace's Demon originally came out in July of 1987 in Japan for two very, very old Japanese computers called the NEC PC-8801 and the PC-9801. Apologies to retro computer enthusiasts because I probably mispronounced both of those. Then it came out and the, was re-released in the M- for the MSX-1989, then came out for the Sharp X68000 in 1990, the TurboGrafx CD in 1993, and the version that I played for the Super Nintendo in July of 1995. So the last iteration of this game released like five or six times. Not really sure why. It's fun, but it's kind of it's kind of repetitive. But money, I guess. If so, I was a bored Japanese guy in the 80s, I might be into it. 
So no laser disc. And no, no laser disc <laughs> port. That's, that's the real gaming system. The CDI. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Jared just had like a mild, mild uh, aneurysm. If it was, if it's not on the CDI, does it really even count? You know what? Put your I, game on the CDI, so you, I know it's real. I feel like a generation of people are going to miss the the Zelda on the CDI. Excuse me, princess. Not if they watch Game Grumps. They played all of them. Do they really? Don't yes. get free promos out. Oh, I can always cut. earned media. I'm probably going to cut you most of this. You should bleep it. You should bleep it. <laughs> Yeah, you know the bleep, bleep, play the game a whole bunch. <laughs> Make me very happy. Okay, so it's a Japanese game inspired by HP Lovecraft. What? So the inspirations explain? are pretty much everywhere. You are you're, you're the a Lovecraft head. Kind of a freelancing, free roaming journalist, detective. You actually get to choose your class in the beginning of the game as a journalist, detective scientist or occultist just roaming around the northeastern countryside in like the 1910s because you hear of a place called Weathertop Hotel or Weathertop Mansion I'm sorry it's Weathertop Mansion it's the host of some very strange and spooky experiments everyone says it's haunted and most recently a woman was kidnapped there it's pretty cool that you can like be a different class does that actually impact it impacts a lot like detectives can use guns and melee weapons um, occultists can use magic, and then there's, I can't remember, the other magic classes like Arcanist or something like that can use a different subtype of magic, and then scientists get to build their own devices, which I find pretty cool. You combine all these parts that you find while you're crawling through the dungeon, and uh, the different parts together give your, your like magnetic beam different abilities and stuff, because everything is HP and then MP, but the difference in this game is if you run out of MP, you go insane. Interesting. It sounds like Amnesia, The Dark Descent. It's not. <laughs> well, no, well, no, but that you're... But, no, it's not no, no, an RPG. It, no, it's not an RPG, but just the elements and the atmosphere, and you're wandering around this weird castle, and you have the sanity meter. I mean, I guess a bunch of games have a sanity meter, but that's the one that I think of. Yeah, I, I think this one's interesting, too, because your sanity's tied to, like, using your magic. So you use your magic, your sanity drops. Uh, Enemies deal sanity damage to you, your max sanity will go down until you stay at a hotel. Stay at a hotel retort or store yeah, your sanity. Yeah, well, you stay at, like, this classy 1920s hotel. There's a speakeasy. You buy your weapons from a place called the Dry Goods Store. They, like, they go all out. Um, this sounds awesome. Well, I should also mention that I'm playing a fan translation because um, none of these games were ever released in America. Ah. Probably too niche. <laughs> Uh, do you get to pick your uh, skin pigmentation? <laughs> or is it all default? Um, yeah. You know what? Let's say, let me let me spin it to you this way. Everyone's default. <laughs> I see the Japanese read HP Lovecraft very closely. I think the demons and enemies and monsters you fight are more diverse than the actual people that inhabit the world. Oh, jeez. They're mostly white. Did you say part of the story is contingent on the fact that one of them has, like, mixed blood or something like that? I believe the owner of Weathertop Manor had mixed <laughs> blood. Or he had some kind of tainted bloodline, and that's why the manor is still haunted and none of the ghosts can rest. That old chestnut, that tainted blood. Yeah, it's a pretty direct read, you know. <laughs> The story is kind of doled out to you in little bits. The most is just grinding through this fucking manor, which is long and kind of like uh, another Japanese game, Sweet Home, 
or just a dungeon crawler that doesn't end. Which is why you haven't finished it. Haven't finished it. Nope, nope. Because, um, yeah, combat system's a little over the place. Kind of like, imagine when you were a kid and you'd always have to run back to the Pokemon Center after every battle. Mm. And it's like that, especially at first. But eventually you get super strong and um, normal encounters become a joke. If you can get used to a little bit of grinding, I like that the plot kind of slowly reveals itself as to why you're at the manor and everything, and uh, there's little goings-on in the town in between big parts of the game. I don't know, RJ, can you do a little bit of grinding? No. <laughs> no, no grinding at all. Not RJ. <laughs> but this other guy I know can grind all night long. <laughs> all night long all night. The next game I want to discuss about is a very interesting adaptation of Tom Sawyer, done by none other than the masters of the RPGs themselves, Square, or as we may know them today, Square Enix, creators of such lovable series as Final Fantasy, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, <laughs> uh, the other ones too. I mean, now they, they, Final technically, they technically own Tomb Raider, but uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, you know, th- sort of those things. But so um, Tom Sawyer. What I was gonna say. So I know. We in the U.S. got a Tom Sawyer video game for, what was it? Was it the NES or the SNES? NES, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got the, uh, some sort of uh, Tom Sawyer action-adventure game. I don't know if it was like a reskin of another game to become Tom Sawyer, but it's very different from this Tom Sawyer game. Released in March of 1989, two years, again, two years after Square releases Final Fantasy, which becomes one of the best-selling NES games of all time, they do this! (laughs) They apply their, uh, uh, you know, JRPG formula to Mark Twain's novel, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Something who uh, I'm not sure if, if anyone asked for it or or, was or just why banging down the doors for a Tom Sawyer RPG. The cover looks like a fun anime. I'll give you that. It, it also makes it look way more diverse than it actually is. It is not so you know. Um, game's really racist. <laughs> uh, unlike the game we were just talking about before, Jared showed us a few uh, of the relevant clips from this one. And, oh my god, I'll put a picture in the show notes so that y'all can see some of the uh, art design. This is the character design. Make sure to click on the picture and pound that like button. Smash that motherfucking (laughs) like button. You've got to smash that motherfucking (laughs) like button. So it's a pretty direct read of Tom Sawyer. Um, You know, obviously with some strange embellishments, wild animals fight you, you know, for random encounters. Bosses are things like, bad guy that's in the mine at the end. Yeah, but is that, that other one, Joe? No, that was some other dude, I think. Uh, uh, but then there's a uh, you fight. What was it? Grasshoppers? Yeah, I mean, like you fight grasshoppers. It, it's like typical square fare. Um, you spend a lot of time walking back and forth and just talking to people. Yep, side scroller with random, almost like Dragon Quest front on battles where enemies will be really far away and then they'll kind of leap towards you and attack. Graphics are pretty good for a late uh, stage NES game, but you know. Uh. <laughs> so Jim, the character of Jim, who is black, is, like I said, we'll have a picture in there. Um, he doesn't have a face. He just has these little white eyes and the, this horrific giant pair of lips, and it is the worst thing. It is an absolute racist caricature. It looks like they were saving space on the palette, and so 
Jim blends into all the text boxes and menus because he is literally just two dots, a red afro, and a giant pair of red lips. It's just real bad. So this is another game that, that definitely did not come out in the West <laughs> because, you know, uh, 1989, a little more racially sensitive to at least, uh, I don't were, know what I'm saying. Were we, this. though? No, we weren't. I have no idea. Race is a tough topic. None of us... I was about to say none of us were born, but RJ was. But All right, no. Yeah, 89, you were born. But you were just a little baby. You were a baby boy. I was knee deep in all the happenings. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say you were knee deep in puss. It's like the idea of like a, ja- a you know, like a typical RPG of Tom Sawyer sounds like it would be fun and silly and interesting. I don't know. Does it? Do well, you really want to play an RPG of Tom Sawyer? Well, I feel like they could take it in a lighthearted romp sort of way where you're on a raft going down a river, getting into a different adventures. You know, in the kind of way where Square would take a bunch of liberties to it because they make fantasy games. This is true. Make it would make a crazy fantasy Tom Sawyer. That's what I would want to see. Like, like Arabian Nights, Tom Sawyer, Japanese thrown together to just become some crazy thing. Yeah, I still think it sounds boring. <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh my god. Tom Sawyer squares again they put their name in the title like they were fucking Clive Barker or Stephen Hawking (laughs) they were just so proud wait Stephen Hawking (laughs) what did you mean to say (laughs) Stephen Stephen Hawking I thought we were going with Tony Hawk (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Hawking's pro skater four (laughs) <laughs> I think I could really shred it in those four wheels It's true You could I'd play that Yeah, um, that was pretty bad <laughs> I'm gonna try this again It's too late It's too late, we're gone We're gone yeah. They put their name on it Like, they were just super proud of it Yeah, Square's um, <laughs> Tom Sawyer It's just an overall bad Yeah, it's not great It's bad Bad game Bad vibes. Worth looking at just to think about what was going through probably the minds of everyone involved. I mean, like, you know, Japanese games have historically had problems depicting African Americans definitely up to a certain point. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the last game. Last one's the free-for-all. I just want to talk about Castlevania, man. (laughs) Castlevania is great and has taken influence from, God, pretty much every single horror, anything that can be construed as horror mythology from everywhere, from Western literature, Eastern literature, you know, Greek, Roman, it it has everything. It's got all kinds of creatures and demons, and you're fighting Dracula. We mentioned Castlevania for like a second in our Dracula episode, just when we were touching upon all of the different mediums by which, into which Dracula has been adapted. There's a spinoff of Castlevania that did never make it to the West. It's called, like, Dracula Kid, Kid Dracula, I think it's called. What? Where you're a cute, chibi version of uh, Dracula from the Castlevania games. You fly around, get into mischief, you know, jumping on enemies' heads. It's a cutesy, chibi platformer. Came out for the Game Boy. That sounds adorable. 10 out of 10, would recommend. (laughs) It's worth playing just to get frustrated that we never got it. (laughs) That's funny, especially considering how Dracula's, like, portrayed in the game proper. Yeah, he's cute as shit in this. <laughs> he looks like a, a mascot for some kind of like Japanese uh, milk chocolate mix. I guess we'll put that in. We'll, we'll put that picture in as well. <gasps> oh, he's adorable. Okay, yeah, we're definitely putting that in. That's so cute. Yeah, it's called Akumaju Special. Oh my god, Goku Dracula Kun. 
<laughs> and it's all cute. It's Castlevania. That is adorable. It's really cute. Look at that. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's great. Richter and Simon are in Smash Bros. They are. So okay. So what is the deal? This <laughs> keeps falling out. What's the well, deal? So I was gonna say, what's the deal with the Belmont? Says okay. So the game is influenced by Dracula. Dracula is the main bad guy. Yeah. Is that kind of the only thing taken from, like, Bram Stoker? Like, is it just Dracula in name and nothing else? Bram. Bram Stoker. Bram fucking... <laughs> is the Dracula name the only thing taken from Bram Stoker's Dracula? I can't talk like a fucking person. <laughs> nah, there's influences all over the place. There's, like, a Van Helsing, I think. I don't remember. There's a lot of games. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking Castlevania games. How many Castlevania games it's are a there? a lot of fucking Castlevania games. This gives us time to remind you of Jico and Hyde, the video game. Play it. No, Enjoy don't it. play it. We talked about in our Jico and Hyde episode that it's like one of the worst, it's considered one of like the worst games because it's almost impossible to win. It doesn't make any sense. You don't have weapons and there are unavoidable enemies. Also, I don't think that was a Japanese port. Jer? What? Was Jico and Hyde a Japanese port? Jico? Yeah. Jekyll? No. Someone didn't listen to our fucking Halloween episode. I, 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 I really, it's Jekyll and Hyde? It's Jekyll and Hyde is the proper pronunciation. Oh, that's kind of stupid. It's Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, there's a bunch of characters. Quincy Morris. Okay. Stalker's Dracula is in this. He's, he that's plays, the, that's the American. Yeah, and he kills Dracula in 1897. Oh, there you go. That's the, that's Texas. Uh, yep, 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 yep. I think Lucy is in it. Where the fuck do the Belmonts come from? Do you know? Is that just like a wholly original thing? Maybe running around with their loincloths and boomerangs and whips and shit. Whips and chains excite me. <laughs> really, the Simon Belmont is just Rihanna. This Rihanna. Rihanna was heavily influenced by the Castlevania series. Oh, but now with loincloths, that would be uh, Katy Perry. Because baby, you're a vampire. Go show what you're worth. Go up, up, up. <laughs> And you're gonna suck some blood, blood, blood. Yeah, I don't know what Simon <laughs> Belmont. That's actually funny. Van Helsing is actually the only character, one of the only characters from Bram Stoker's Dracula that is, is actually never mentioned in Castlevania. Okay, so that thing where you said Van Helsing's there was no, a total lie. Total <laughs> lie. Total lie. No. Um. Yeah, he's actually the only one that's. M- I think one of the only ones that's missing. Like Lucy and I think all of them are at least referenced, but it certainly doesn't follow. Yeah, any of the <laughs> any let's say the strict plot. Uh, are you saying that you don't remember the chapter in which Simon Belmont <laughs> appears, shoves Doctor Seward and Van Helsing aside, and says, "Hey, don't worry, y'all. I got this whip, and I'm gonna kill Dracula with it." Does it follow the plot of Dracula dead and loving it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it can't because it doesn't have Van Helsing. Yeah, it only has like. Was that Wesley Nielsen? Yes. Castlevania Symphony of the Night has something better than Leslie Nielsen. It was one of the first... It was the first Castlevania game to have voice acting. Oh! And has a speech that's considered to be one of the funniest and weirdest and most poorly translated openings ever. I'm going to put it on. It takes two seconds. Do it. All your base belong to us. It's one of those quality memes. Okay. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. (laughs) I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. 
tribute. You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. A miserable little pile of secrets. Uh, That line is unfortunately not from the original novel. Yeah, wait. But the thought is there. The thought is there. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, does he ever call anyone a miserable little pile of secrets and then says, have at you? I mean, we recorded that one well over a year ago, but I'm pretty sure no. So yeah, Castlevania. Symphony of the Night. Check it out. PlayStation 1. Great voice <laughs> acting. 8.3. Oh. oh. <laughs> one game. Everybody knows one the rules. Game. It's one game. Everyone knows the rules. One game. One game. One game. Just one game. 8.3. Everybody knows the rules. So I guess that's it for this episode. So we hope you uh, enjoyed this this venture into video games. I know. You know what? I know for sure at least one of our patrons did. I know Chris Osborne probably enjoyed it. He's probably going to correct me on a lot of things. He probably is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, world. Um, I didn't do a lot of prep for this one. I just, you know, I thought about some games I wanted to discuss, so... Uh... You don't need to admit to that. It's okay. Okay. Hey, world. I've made no mistakes. Everything <laughs> I've said is factual. If you think I'm wrong, you're a nerd. <laughs> don't add him. I don't think you have... I don't think he has a Twitter to be don't. added. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Just don't even. Don't. Don't try and find me. 2019 is the year of not finding you. Right? 2019 <laughs> is the ghost year, okay? <laughs> year of year. asking for the invisible cloak from Dumbledore. <laughs> year of the Forbidden Forest, 2019. 2019. Spill that wizard tea. Spill the wizard tea. Spill the butter beer. Uh, spill that butter beer. Spill that butter beer. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Uh, so... Jared is okay. I know we just said that 2019 was the year of people not finding you, but what? yeah, I'll tell you where you can find me. <laughs> SoundCloud.com/slash/best-day. Give some of my stuff a listen, and you can also commission him to make stuff for you. I know we've said it before, but you made our theme song. Uh, you actually made the theme song for Play Comics, Chris's podcast. Maybe I'll make yours next. <laughs> so yeah, he makes music for stuff. It's real good. Like sex. He could make music for sex. You could fuck to some of the scenes. I think you could fuck to our, our intro song. Or I can make you a song you can, so. Yeah, there you go. If, <laughs> if, if you find none of his music fuckable, he can he can do that for you. Extremely fuckable is what uh, the, the <laughs> most of my songs are, the tag they're under in SoundCloud. <laughs> Extremely fuckable. Extremely fuckable. Thank you for coming on the show and telling us about video game stuff that we don't know about because we're not big nerds. Until next time, I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And I'm Jared. We love you. Bye. You doing a RoboChop? When did you become a RoboChop? You got me acting like a RoboChop. Somebody please make it stop. Stop. You acting like a Robot. Cause I used to be told stop, so I can never be your robot. What the fuck are we saying?